has taken to block me at the door. That's this puppy, this this baby dog that I have. I still call him baby dog. He's turning eight soon. Uh, so I think he's a lot older than I think he is. But he, he's got serious anxiety now that he's been home through the pandemic. Can't Doesn't want to be left alone. Doesn't want us to go out without him. I don't know what's going to happen when we get back to going to the pub. Um, there's a new formula. And we've been following this old formula for years. I don't know who came up with it. The one year in our life equals seven years in dog years. And that's how people calculate how old their dogs are. Trey Eidecker is a professor at UC San Diego School of Medicine and Moore's Cancer Center. And he is part of a group of um, researchers that have come up with a new formula. It's based on an epigenic, epigenic, genetic clock, rather, epigenetic clock. does not roll off the tongue. Um, It's a new method for determining the age of your dog. And he joins the show. Welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Hi, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here. At the risk of getting tongue-tied again on live radio, what is an epigenetic clock? Um, sure. So, so an epigenetic clock is, well, first of all, what are epigenetics? Uh, Good I, question. I imagine some people will understand what genetics are. Those, that's the DNA in all of our cells. But it turns out as we age, and it's not just dogs, by the way, it's, it's um, mammals and maybe other species as well, certainly humans uh, age in this way. As, as you age, your DNA stays um, more or less the same. Uh, but what changes are these, these chemical marks on DNA, and that's the, the tongue twister. That's the epi, epigenetics, like epidermis. It, the epi mm-hmm. just means on top of the, the, the DNA. And that's what we track to look at, at human age, and we also track it to look at, at dog age. Okay, so who? Where do we come up with the idea of seven? One year in our, our time equals seven years in in dog age. Do you know? You know, um, no. We we are as much in the dark as you are on that one. I do think, though, it is just it, it's just related to average lifespan. Okay. So on the on average, of course, you might know big dogs live less long than small dogs. Small dogs. Um, like chihuahuas live the longest of all. But on average, a dog's life is about a seventh the length of a human. So maybe that's it. Maybe there, you know, we found a, uh, an old publication from 1950 in French, um, and, uh, which, which included this formula. But I think it's, it's probably thousands of years old. That's interesting. So now you've decided you and your colleagues said, uh, we got to rethink this. This this probably isn't good enough. So based on your knowledge of DNA, how did you come up with this formula? What is the formula? I'm throwing a lot of questions at you, but can you tell us a little bit about how you now have a new formula for, for finding the age of, of our pets, our dogs. Yeah, sure. So it's it's quite simple, really. So So once, you know, having explained these marks on DNA, the trick is to be able to measure them, um, you know, with with uh, high accuracy. And that's where biotechnology has taken us in the past 10 years. Of course, it's taken us a lot of other places besides dog, dog age. But but one of the things we can now do is, is measure many and many of those marks. And I mean millions. We have millions of these marks. And so so we used a uh, experimental measurement of, of these marks on, on dogs' DNA. We did it for about 100 Labrador retrievers. And people always ask why, why labs, and the answer is no, no reason really we wanted to have one breed because 
as, as I mentioned, different breeds age at different rates and live different lengths of time. But we focused on lab retrievers, got about 100 uh, spanning mm-hmm. uh, the whole age range from puppies to, to aged dogs. And then we, we did the same kind of measurements uh, for, for, uh, for humans. And so then you have a big pile of humans and you have this very uh, exquisitely detailed molecular profile um, through the epigenetics. And, and, and you can simply look for a dog who's one year of old of, of age what what uh, are the nearest matching humans, not in terms of the number that you give them in terms of their chronological age, but but this this molecular measurement. And mm-hmm. it turns out that a one year old dog's molecular measurement looks uh, not at all like a seven year old person. It looks much more like a 25 year year old. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so a one year old dog at the molecular level is like a 25 year old person. Now, now, did we discover anything new? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, you know, strangely enough, people still follow this one dog year equals seven human years thing. But, but we also know that a one-year-old dog can have puppies. Actually, a nine-month-old Labrador retriever can uh, uh, have puppies. So if you do the math, mm-hmm. something was already wrong <laughs> with, that, right. with that equation. Can I, not to get too into the marks, but are the marks, do they indicate the marks on the DNA that you're talking about, uh, to, you know, that you studied and thousands of marks, as you said, do they indicate the degradation of the DNA? Um, that's a good, so no, but uh, the degradation of, of other signals. So the DNA is, is mostly intact. Okay, right. But... But um, except in diseases like cancer, but that's another story. You can, okay. We can talk about that on a different segment. Um, but, but in this case, you're looking at the degradation and, the, and the, the, what, what scientists call dysregulation, related to degradation. Um, okay. Dysregulation is the word people use of which genes are turned on and which genes are turned off. So the genes are there, but, but they're, they're inappropriately Turn, dialed up or down as we sure as we they're age. not as active as as things are like when you're younger things are humming and and firing on all signals and and some become hyperactive it's it, exactly that's that's the that's the idea right now when i'm looking at your chart here so my eight-year-old border collie is more like 62 years old should we be looking at the way we treat our dogs and how what we expect from them based on your new dog calculator for age absolutely and and that's one of the practical uses of it, other than than um, than updating the old wives' tale of of, of one to seven. Mm-hmm. I think the other practical uses is, is there's more and more studies these days that are using dog human companionships to study effects of the environment. You and your dog certainly uh, uh, live in the same environment. You uh, in many in many cases the dogs eat similar diets. Um, even though they're not supposed to, and so so uh, it it also I think informs these studies for for uh, uh, how we actually think about dogs as a as as a companion of humans and also as a model of human human disease. Yeah, it, I mean it's a lot of fun to go and, and look at your dog calculator, um, and we'll kind of uh, maybe point people to where they can find that at the end of this conversation, but. Uh, this is more than just an amusing dinner table chat, right? This could be a practical tool for researchers and vets. I think the most interesting finding that's that's going to have real longevity here in terms of of is 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 really our basic understanding of what these genes are. You just mentioned what's what are these changes? Is it degradation? And I mentioned it's 
it's changes in the genes that turn on and off. So keep in mind, these changes are conserved between humans and dogs. So we've really uncovered here a core set of genes that are, are misregulated as we age. And it appears to be, because it is in humans and dogs, a really important signal. So in terms of aging research, I think that's where the real importance lies here in really getting to the bottom of what are the genes that, that, that are the core genes that, that, that change as we age. Because once you understand that, that's the Uh-oh. first step towards, towards fixing the problem. Okay. I thought you were going to longevity <laughs> as far as, well, uh, you know, not, not <laughs> you know, people wanting to find the fountain of youth that will stay with us forever. And, you know, there's an argument against that as well, right? The natural course. Oh, well, well, that's, yeah, that's a very interesting debate. I would certainly argue that if we can maintain our health, uh, that's, that's mm-hmm. really the, the goal of medicine is to, is to keep us healthy as long as we possibly can. So why are we treating diseases of aging? You know, diseases like cancer and heart disease, you don't really get them until you get old. So something is going wrong first interesting. With, you know, with our basic biological processes in order to even give us these diseases. So I think as long as you, you argue we should cure diseases like cancer and heart disease, sure. uh, Alzheimer's, all of these diseases of aging, what, the, the way to think about longevity research is we're just trying to get to the root cause of the problem. And I think that's really interesting because, I mean, just the way I interpreted it was, you know, this is a way uh, to make people, you know, people want to live as as long as they can. This is a way to make people live healthier into their old age, into their life cycle. And so, and healthier you know, longer without, sure. without all of these diseases of aging like cancer and Alzheimer's. And we can all get on board with that. I mean, it's like that that is what people are looking for. Smarter people than uh, I, obviously. Uh, I, why did I even enter a debate about longevity with a, uh, you know, someone, a scientist like you? Well, it's well I'm glad I've been convinced. <laughs> you definitely were convincing. But, hey, but, I'm willing to listen to people yeah. smarter than myself. I'm not skilled or trained in that. It, you know, that's well above my pay, pay grade. That's your specialty. Yeah. But certainly dog, dog uh, aging is, is still a far step from all of that. But, mm-hmm. but I do think getting to these genes that's the root cause of aging, I think, is a very interesting thing to have done. And it turns out, in this case, dogs provided the key. Well, listen, everybody loves their pets. People call them fur babies. And if there's a way that you can keep your pets with you longer and healthier, uh, then I think that, that everybody can get on board with that. It's really interesting stuff. Thanks very much, Kelly. Thank you very much, Trey. It's been a pleasure talking to you.